0: I'm Vince. I'm R2. We're two middle-aged guys from the Midwest with opinions on RPGs. Let's get into it. We're going to ruin your games. Alright, we're back. Season 3, and by we, I'm joined by a new co-host. You want to introduce yourself? I'm I'm Poochie the Rockin' Dog. Absolutely. You want to break that down for people who aren't the 1% of our audience that are going to get that reference?
1: You see, way back in the day, there was this show called The Simpsons, and... It was funny. It was funny. Uh Uh-huh. Was. Yep. They had a show, Itchy and Scratchy, a show within the show. Yep. They added a third character. Yep. Poochie the Rockin' Dog, who was universally reviled, and that's me.
0: So who are you that is Poochie the universally reviled dog?
1: I'm Ryan R2 R2. Known by my friends. I've been playing D&D with Vince for the better part of two decades. And I've got opinions. Opinions that you want to hear.
0: Yeah, or at least will be forced to hear if you continue to listen to this podcast. Opinions that you will tolerate. Absolutely. Yes, I've been playing with R2 for a long time. Uh, R2's been a member of our group since you were very young. You're younger than me, which will provide a different perspective. For I am an old and crotchety man, and you are you are youthful and full of vigor. So we have slightly different attitudes and perceptions on things. And this is, we, we've randomly generated our topic today, but of course, as always, the fates have guided us, R2, because this is our relaunch of the podcast. We're back with a brand new season, back in action. Uh, and in fact, we rolled the importance of session zero. In other words, the intro... Before the game starts. The yeah. perfect first podcast topic.
1: Yeah. We're, we're here to set expectations about setting expectations.
0: Yes, this is a very meta episode. So, okay, let's start with the beginning. Uh, this is not a concept I was aware of until fairly recently. Because this was never a thing I did.
1: No, no. This is a pretty new phenomenon. The, the idea of a session zero to set a baseline for the group get everyone together uh, ideally in the same room or at least the same space to talk about the game that you're going to play Mm -hmm. and set expectations for what the game's going to be what the game's going to look like and try to set boundaries for what people want in the game and more importantly what they don't want in the game
0: yes okay so let's tackle the important thing right out the gate is this just PC culture gone mad? Yes, but in a good way. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that it's easy especially for older school gamers like myself who've been at this since the 80s to look at this and say I don't understand, that the game's going to be whatever the DM
1: wants it to be about or or something like that,
0: or the game's whatever is in the book,
1: right? But we we younger generation We've thrown off the tyranny of the DM. No longer will we labor under the, the shackles of his tyrannical rule. Sure. And and I
0: think that the important part here isn't, oh, geez, you know, we've got to be real sensitive around everybody's feelings or whatever nonsense crap people want to throw at this as a complaint. I think this is just having an open, frank discussion about the type of game this is going to be, the themes that you're going to explore, the the types of adventure you're going to undertake— even if no one at your table has sensitive topics, and by the way, if they do, why would you want those in the game?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the real world often is terrifying and awful. Yeah. Bad things happen in it. Just because that is true doesn't mean that those same bad things have to happen in our entertainment. Exactly.
0: And so if there are red line issues for people because of trauma they've had, that doesn't mean there's still not a whole world of peril and suffering and sadness you can inflict upon your players. It just means don't do those things that are going to cause them actual emotional stress so they can't know so they can no longer have fun.
1: Yeah. To me it's the the mark of a very weak storyteller to to hold up these sort of taboo topics that are often held as examples in these these types of conversations to say I can't tell a good, emotionally invested story without having these tools at my disposal. Well, then, sorry, homie, you might just suck at being a DM.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, and look, I don't want to drill on this too hard, but just if a person at your table has experienced something in the past that bringing up, even in the context of the game, they will not be able to disassociate from, and it will draw them out of the game and make them actively worse as a player at the table, hence bringing down not only their fun, but the fun of the table. It seems to me the most obvious thing in the world, you just don't do it. Okay?
1: Just don't do it. It's really simple and really easy. But this is just the sort of baseline, the base layer. Yeah, I think
0: people often look at it as this and nothing else. Yeah. But there's so much more going on in Session Zero that's important.
1: Yeah, it's not just about what you don't want at the table though that is a very important part to to get right yeah it's also about setting expectations about what the adventure is going to be like what what sort of story themes are we are we going to be exploring a hundred percent yes and and how many times are to
0: have you had an idea for a character you bring it to a game where there was no session zero because again you and i played together for years while we didn't do this And you bring your character to the game and you find out, oh, I decided to make a diplomatic-focused skill monkey, right, who's just going to be like, Mr. Talking to people and NPCs and making friends. Hey, cha-cha-cha-cha. And then you learn that, unfortunately, what the DM has planned... Is a rampaging war game, you know, where the kingdom you're in is being invaded by uh, goblinoids led by their dragon overlords, and it's just going to basically be combat for the whole time, no social interaction. It's just going to be like war and tactics and fighting, and you're like, oh, okay, well, guess I'll just suck then in this game.
1: Yeah, I'm playing a politically connected mover and shaker in this urban environment, and let's say Waterdeep. Yeah, and then session one. Your DM takes you into Undermountain, and that's where the rest of this game happens. Isn't that fun? Yeah, what a great time, right? Let's say, it, in the session zero, if your DM says, hey, I'm going to uh, be doing this, uh, um, this is going to be a more dungeon crawl experience, right? you can then still say, okay, yeah, I want to play this this politically savvy dude and tell a fish-out-of-water story where he's thrust into a situation beyond his, his capabilities, beyond his reckoning. You can still do that, but you do that with foreknowledge.
0: Yeah, it helps you make an informed decision about the character you're playing and whether or not you're going to have a good time because I really do think that having the understanding of how your character is going to fit into the type of adventure that's going to happen... Whether it's, you know, we're going to have this high fantasy, high adventure game where we're sailing the seven seas and it's going to be a lot of swashing and buckling and buckling of swashes, right? Great. Then you know the types of characters that you may want to, you know, adjust into that game. And as you mentioned, you can play against type and that can be an interesting journey for you. But then you know how to align what to do, what you're in for. Yeah. Right. Uh, You don't show up with... Uh, somebody who just has no care, love, or interest in the story at hand. I think the other thing you mentioned there that's worth drilling into is the themes. And that's broader. That's just not how you're playing. It's the actual themes. And to me, I think this is just as important. Because if you're talking, if you, if you work with your GM and they say, okay, well, the, this is going to be a very serious game. Right, we're gonna. T- it's gonna be heavy tones, full of sadness. We're we're gonna be playing the heavy keys a lot, right? And you want to play somebody lighthearted and fun and fancy free? Again, maybe that's okay. You just know that that character is gonna have probably an arc into depression and sadness as their worldview
1: is shattered.
0: So just understanding the general emotional tone, tenor, and themes of the game can, I think, be something important to be discussed in Session Zero.
1: Yeah, and uh, discussing these things beforehand allows players to not only collaborate with the DM on this, th- this adventure that you're going to be going on, but it, it gives them opportunity to voice things that they want to see in the game. This isn't just a one-way street of the DM shows up, hey, I have this story that I'm going to tell, and you're all going to sit here and experience it. That's not D&D. D&D is a collaborative experience. Yeah, It's players making decisions that matter and altering the, the story happening around them.
0: Yeah, I agree. It gives you a chance... I think Session Zero, the number one take-home word I would use, would be collaborative it is the best when it's a collaborative experience where the players are talking about the kind of things they'd like to explore, the kind of things they're interested based on maybe the initial prompts and concepts of the DM. You know, the DM's still sort of driving the car, I suppose at that moment, but the players certainly have a say. They're, they can help navigate, they can vote, they can say when they need to stop and pee or whatever, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, they're not just idle passengers along for the ride.
1: And a good DM is going to listen to those uh, those inputs, those concerns, those ideas and and fold those in. like if you're if you're a dialed in DM or storyteller and your players are giving you material, steal it.
0: I, I agree. and this is a chance for you to, uh, this is a secret trick, right? For any of those GMs wondering about the the value of Session Zero, let me give you the, the best secret of why you should do this thing. You can start a campaign with almost nothing written. <laughs> okay? And you can show up and talk about your general, yeah like, uh, this is what we're going to do, this is the type of adventure. this is what we're going to kind of explore, blah, 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 right? And then you just let the characters riff like like they're just a free jazz orchestra for the next 30 minutes to an hour and you're like, okay, uh-huh, no, that's good. And you're just sitting there secretly taking notes the whole time as they're writing their, your whole campaign for you, talking about the types of things they'd want to do, the places they want to go, the people they want to meet, the things they want to explore.
1: Yeah, and then like once you have all that written down, once you've stolen all of their good ideas, all you have to do is scratch the serial numbers off of them and change them just enough to surprise them. Don't match their expectations. Give them what they want in a way that's surprising and new.
0: Yeah. You know, the other thing that can happen in Session Zero, and we, we're going to do a whole episode dedicated to this at some point, if it whenever it randomly generates, which could be never, frankly. But I want to touch on it here. Is I think this is a chance where you can the players can also talk amongst themselves in a more collaborative way. It it isn't just the DM to the players, in other words, as a two way street. Yeah, this is an open parking lot, everybody's just doing doughies. Okay, doing doughies, yeah, doing doughies in the parking lot.
1: What in the hell is that?
0: Doing donuts in the parking
1: lot? Don't I've never heard anyone refer to donuts as doughies.
0: Okay, uh, it's absolutely a thing so. You're ripping doughies in the parking lot, right? With everybody else at the table.
1: Of course, doughies. Yes,
0: that's what that's what we're That's what people call them. Yes, universally accepted term. Correct. I am quite sure our listeners will agree. Listeners, shout a shout into the void if you agree that this is a word for doing ripping donuts in the parking lot.
1: Like, comment, and subscribe, and all that.
0: Yeah, but because the other thing that can happen is a collaborative character generation, and I don't mean. You all just sit around and roll numbers together, roll dice, right? That's not what I mean by collaborative character generation. No, I mean, GM throws out some ideas for themes, adventure, and story. Somebody at the table says, hey, cool, I think I would like to do this kind of character. Here's kind of the things I, I think would be too far for me. And by the way, if you have an established group, you don't really go through the what's prohibited or, or, or such sort of taboo more than really once if your group remains stable
1: over multiple games because you just know and just accept the same things unless you're going to do something really new but uh, I have minor pushback on that I would just at the beginning of the session zero say hey this is what we've established previously has anything changed for anyone since the last time we've had this conversation
0: totally fair I, I agree with that I just meant you don't need to have the detailed conversation but you, absolutely you're absolutely right And then when the characters start prompting for ideas, say, I'd like to play this type of character, right? So you say, okay, we're going to do an urban political adventure heist game in Waterdeep. Cool. And somebody says, I want to be a criminal, right? Who's like a super sweet rogue who works for a bad guy and wants to start his own criminal gang and is focused on stealing from people. Then maybe you at the table go, okay, I want to be the muscle of your gang and we'll be brothers or something like that. That might have happened at our table where we both played Criminal Frogs in
1: Waterdeep. Criminal Frogs, best frogs.
0: Absolutely. Uh, obviously, as we all know, grungs are the coolest race in the world. But the the point is you can riff off each other. You can use the other things the characters say to prompt your own storytelling, to immediately start forming bonds, alliances, relationships, shared histories even before the game has really solidified or started. Yeah,
1: depending on how the game starts, having that that pre-existing web of connection between characters, it makes getting invested in the characters, getting buy-in at the table so much easier. When you have threads to pull on to other players at the table, it, it deepens the experience.
0: Yeah, and I cannot impress upon people enough about this. Gosh, I, I don't know if this is a thing at other people's tables, R2, but at our tables, we constantly have people who are related, historically intertwined, have relationships, are childhood friends. Or beef. Yeah, or, or just anger at each other, you know, whatever, yeah. And it really is an amazing tool for both the players to role play with and for the GM to then exploit. And all of that—that—that very strong, big, important fruit-giving tree, right? It it grows out of that tiny acorn that you plant in session zero. Okay, let's talk about other things in session zero. Here, I got a question for you. Do you actually have to generate your characters, roll dice, and generate your characters in session zero?
1: No. Uh, If anything, I think that a session zero shouldn't be very mechanically focused at all. Okay. I think that a session zero should be focused on the more esoteric things uh, about the, the game that you're playing. Uh, character generation, rolling dice, like you can do that stuff, but I don't think it's I don't think it's necessary to the session zero process. I don't think it adds anything. And if people are too worried about mechanics at this point of the game, then it, it, it runs the risk of, of pulling attention away from the other more important topics that should be getting focus here.
0: Yeah, I I think that's right. I think that all of that stuff we've talked about so far is the most important, right? If I was going to stack rank these in priority, I would... All of those other things we've discussed are way more important, right? But that being said, if you've got a full game night, if you're getting together for a full normal game night, and we should state you can do a session zero in less time than maybe your average game night. Let's say your average game night's, what, three and a half, four hours for most people, right? You could probably do a session zero in an hour, hour and a half, two hours if you need sure. to it can be shorter,
1: yeah if all of the important topics are covered yeah yeah there's no there's no reason not to i am not advising against it I'm just saying as long as you're putting the focus of the session zero on what it needs to be on the the essentials mm-hmm. anything beyond that's just gravy, and it might be a good idea to get mechanics rolled into session zero if your players at the table have some scheduling issues and you want to make sure that there is a session one
0: <laughs> yeah sure I, I well which is another sort of brass tax thing your session zero can also be the session where you then set up the cadence for when you play what you do if you can't be available who you notify communication methods uh just like all the logistics stuff can come out in session zero sure uh where it's like Okay, I'm going to set up a Google Doc for everybody. You know, all the NPCs are going to be in that Google Doc. If you have your own NPCs you generate in your story, please add them to that. You know, those kinds of things, I think, can all also happen during there. Just the brass tacks. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. But it's often fundamental to keeping a a healthy game running. Yeah. Okay. And then I think if you're at the end, you can certainly gen characters... you just don't generally play you say okay once you've got everything go sit on it think on it i think it actually is good to say you should not play that first night
1: absolutely if you have time for a session zero and you say hey we're going to do this session zero and then we're going to play your focus and the focus of your players is going to be on getting to the fun part yes it exactly. is going to be let's get let's get through whatever it is we're doing now so we can get to rolling dice and getting to the adventure.
0: Yeah. In other words, how quickly can we burn through this to get to the thing that we think we want to do, right? And and moreover, I think you're shortchanging yourself, not just because of that. Like I completely agree with what you just said. But I think deeper than that, it's better to sit for a week and ruminate on everything you discussed during session zero, and make sure that that's what you want to play, that that's what you want to do, that you as the GM have time to refine and intake everything we just talked about. You know, all the the thoughts and and uh, desires and hopes and dreams and and such from the players, all that feedback that needs time to marinate, right? That's it's not a quick meal, it's not fast food. This is a slow cooker situation. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think when you show up for game one, you're much more ready then, because you've you've had time to let that sit. And by the way, you could change things in between those two. What I mean by that is like you can over the course of the week say talk to your GM and say you know what actually I thought about it. I want to do this other thing that's more aligned to the story you said. I had this other great idea, so I'm going to change my character. No problem. That kind of stuff can happen. Yeah.
1: And additionally. I- there is uh, something I want, I want to touch back on in terms of establishing boundaries. Uh, depending on your group makeup and the players at your table, some people won't necessarily be open to having a, a discussion among everyone about oh, sure. what they're not comfortable with. Yeah. So giving this space between session 0 and session 1 gives time for for possibly shyer personalities or or more private people to contact uh, the dm one on one and say hey i didn't want to bring this up because it's it's very uncomfortable these are things that that i don't want to see
0: yeah you're absolutely right it it creates that that space for them to do that yeah i agree no that's very good the i think probably the final thing i would say that I, on session 0 is don't let it live in your head take notes, write stuff down, create a a list. It doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, you don't need to be, if people have sort of taboo topics, you can make some short notes on what that is. But as people have ideas and themes, keep all that. Keep all that in a a document so that way it's there and it lives beyond Session Zero because it should cast a shadow into the game and be something that you're constantly reminded of and sort of playing under the auspices of.
1: Yeah, if it's just a conversation you're having once and then it's fading into memory, you're not getting a full, your full advantage out of the Session Zero.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, did we have anything else we need to say about Session Zero? How are you feeling?
1: I think we nailed
0: it. I think this was absolutely nailed it. For our first episode back, for your first episode ever, R2, uh, it was completely perfect, no notes, five out of seven. At any rate hey if you're listening to this we're glad you are uh, if you somehow kept subscribed to this over all of the time when we the last two years that we didn't make an episode you're my hero but share it with your friends rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you happen to get your podcasts uh, it's available everywhere podcasts are sold uh, if you're interested in uh, other things beyond just D&D maybe like Warhammer you can come visit me on my YouTube channel at under Vince Ventarella. you can check that out Um, that's also linked down below. If you've got questions or suggestions for Topic, there's an email down there you can contact us with. Uh, But as always, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time.